We were designed to hunger for the deep things of God, to thrive on faith and wonder, to seek out divine wisdom that defies human logic. We were designed to unlock the mysteries of God. This is Breathing Underwater. Underwater breathers. It's me, Margot. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 16. I am calling this episode the bridge episode because this episode is connecting the last season where we ended at episode 15 with season two, which I'm going to launch next week. I am so looking forward to it. The anticipation I have in my spirit is hard to articulate but we're going to be coming in hot next week with season two. So today is a very intentional by God and myself episode to bridge the two seasons. And this podcast is going to be launching around Father's Day. And it just so happened to align with this beautiful interview that I did with my friend Gary, who is a papa. He is a papa in the faith, but he's also a papa in the whole realm of dream interpretation. He is seasoned. He is trained. He even trained with John Paul Jackson himself and has had the privilege to know him up until he passed. So to have Gary and his wisdom and his history on the podcast today feels like a kiss. feels like a kiss from heaven just confirming that we're going in the right direction and how beautiful for him to release a father's blessing, which he does at the end of this episode. You will not want to miss it. He prays for us and releases a father's blessing as we launch into this deeper place, this deeper unknown place where we are honestly going to encounter some amazing, deep and crazy things in God. I just feel it. So this is number 16, and the number 16, oh, isn't this beautiful too? The number 16 symbolizes love. It symbolizes love, and it's the double of eight, which is new beginning. So this is also marking a double new beginning. And I couldn't help but think about just the love of the Father as this is being released around Father's Day, and we have a father in the faith on with us today that releases a father's blessing. And I feel like that is really, really what it's all about. I mean, our dreams and the interpretation of our dreams, that idea came from the father. <laughs> it is the father's purpose. It is the father's voice. It is the father's intention toward his children to show us how involved intricately he is in our lives, how he is pursuing us. So, in this episode of love with a father, with the father's blessing, the invitation today is to just open up and receive from the father, from, from your perfect heavenly father, and also from this father in the realm of dream interpretation. And just make space internally for what God wants to do in your heart, but also for this fiery and unexpected season to come. Well, here I am with my friend, Gary McGinnis, a new friend, very new friend, but Gary and I were introduced through mutual friends. Gary lives in South Carolina. He's in the South, a Southern man. I just love the South, Gary. I don't know if we talked about that. I'll let you tell a little bit more of your story, but Gary is a 
man of wisdom, a close friend with the Holy Spirit, walks with Jesus daily, full of just insight and experience. And it feels honestly just a complete privilege to have him on the podcast today, speaking about dream interpretation or whatever ends up coming up. So Gary, without further ado, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for, uh, thank you for having me. Um, Absolute pleasure. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, whatever you'd like to say, and then maybe a little about your dream history. Sure. Um, first of all, I do want to, I do want to say thank you, Margo, for inviting me um on your podcast i know we spent what a couple three weeks ago about an hour and a half on the phone and it seemed like 15 minutes it did <laughs> didn't it yeah it was really wild i'm glad I it mean, did for it, you it as was well just fun. but yeah. you know for the people listening um i really love margo's vibrancy mm. her aliveness um and her her purpose and her vision for her for this website or for excuse me this uh, this podcast um, you know there's great benefit interpreting dreams and dreaming and and the prophetic and all that stuff is fun and it's great but one of the things that I value the most is that through the gift and the process of dreaming and dream interpretation I've got to come to know a lot of people that I would never have known had God ne never led me into this area. I mean, you know, guys like not to throw names around, but I don't know if I ever would have met John Paul Jackson and had a relationship with him or Jim Driscoll, who uh, most people don't know, but he's the one who set up Stream's uh, um, dream program and guys like Greasy Saunders and Barbie Breathitt, who most people know, she's uh, got a lot of dream stuff out there and Doug Addison. And I got to meet these people um, and I got to meet quote regular people too that are just awesome people, people I'm still good friends with. We interpret dreams a lot together. So um, I value the new friendship that, um, you know, is developing here with Margo and I, and I just want to encourage everyone that this website, excuse, I keep saying website, this podcast <laughs> okay. is, a, is a wonderful, valuable resource. And uh, if you are a dreamer or you desire to be a better dream interpreter, you need to take advantage of this uh, of this opportunity because right now it's free. She may start charging in the future. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. This is the free version. <laughs> this is the free version, and it's it's worth it. So yeah, um, oh, tune into all the podcasts that you can because you'll get a lot out of it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing real quickly. I was thinking about this um, because it's funny. I, I started thinking about. I think it's in First Peter. I don't remember the chapter and verse. I'm, I'm not a, um, I'm not a Baptist, <laughs> but I do remember concepts and that, that it's in the Bible somewhere. I believe you. And I can look it up if we need to. Yeah. But, um, it's the scripture that says we're given all things, all things that pertain to life and godliness. And as I started to meditate on that scripture, I realized that that scripture is not just talking about our, our physical life, but it's talking about our spiritual life as well. And um, it's not talking just about we being given everything um, that pertains to uh, living a life that enables us to be a quote unquote good Christian, whatever that even means. But we've been given all things that pertain both to our natural life and our spiritual life. And um, 
So, and these things have been given us so that we could actually live a naturally supernatural life on earth. Um, you know, we've been called to be little Jesuses on earth, right? We've been called to help bring salvation to people, to lead them in that direction, to bring healing, to bring deliverance, um, to help lead people into their destiny and to be set free from the things that have bound them. That's who we're called to be. That's why we've received these, these, these things that pertain to life and godliness. And the spiritual gifts are one of those things that, um, that we've been given. Uh, and they've been given not just for us, but they've been given to enlarge the kingdom of God. And uh, so while you know, we're focusing on dream and dream interpretation, one of the things we need to remember is dreams and dream interpretation, like all the spiritual gifts, our life, they're life-giving, and life begats life. So the more we engage in the process of the gifts that God has given us, the more we're not only receiving life, but the more we're giving life out. And so that's what makes, you know, being a dreamer and dream interpreter uh, so really, so wonderful. And yes. uh, because it has eternal, it actually has eternal consequence. Uh, not all dreams, obviously, but a lot of the dreams and the things that the Holy Spirit does through dreams and dream interpretation actually has eternal consequence. So, yeah, this is a good thing that that we've been blessed to do. Oh, can you elaborate just a little bit? I, I am with you and I, I know what you mean by this, but just for clarity's sake, what do you mean by have eternal consequence? Well, God uses um, God loves us so much that sometimes he he can't get our attention until we shut up <laughs> until we're quiet until we're sleeping and many people now even muslims are receiving dreams of jesus yep. leading them to salvation yeah. many people are receiving dreams that are enabling them to be healed of of situations and circumstances in their life even as a child that allows them to be set free that enables them to walk in the gifts and the callings that God has held in his heart and mind for them since the beginning. Yes. And so at the end, you know, this whole thing, he's going to look at us and he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Because why? Because we've walked in and accomplished those things that he's had on his heart and mind. And he will use dreams. If we get off track, he'll bring correction. He'll bring direction. He'll, he'll, he'll bring warnings yep. to us. Because again, this life is, you know, this is fleeting. It's happened, it's over now. I mean, I'm 71 years old. Yesterday I was 18 <laughs> and it happens quick. And you realize that, that, you know, so many of the things we concern ourselves with, the worries, the things, none of it means anything. It really, really doesn't. I mean, you got to use some wisdom. You don't, you, you don't want to be stupid. But on the other hand, you begin to realize it's the eternal things. Set your minds on the things above, on kingdom things, not on the earth below. And all these other things, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things will be added unto you. So don't worry about those. Set your mind on the things that are eternal. And, and, and so the consequences of dreams and dream interpretation can have the eternal a consequence because it can draw us closer to the Lord, closer to his vision and purpose for our lives. Yes. So beautifully said. I completely agree. And I would even venture to say as well, and this was encapsulated to some degree in what you said, you know, 
kind of like the parable of the talents. When God has given us something to steward for the kingdom, for the moving forward of the kingdom, those of us who are being giving, who are being given dreams, it's it's like a talent. It's something to steward. It's something to grow. And there will be and is an accountability for what he's given that we do something with or don't do something with. And this isn't a fear-based, you know, we're learning to recognize God's voice and dreams. And then we are being challenged to actually partner with his, partner with the word that's coming out of the dream to actually bring to pass what he wants to bring to pass or receive what he wants us to receive. Like we're in that learning place. But the days of I'm just dreaming and dreaming doesn't mean anything. And this is just my brain processing. Those days are gone. Those are long gone. <laughs> like we're actually called into steward this mode of communication. And then as we're learning to interpret, to steward that gift. That's right. That's right. You know, we, um, I, I can't remember, I was talking about, I, I won't get into it, but there was part of a prophetic word God gave me for this year. And in, in that, in part of that word, and I, I won't go through the whole thing at all, because it's not for now. But he said that, um, that in this year, many people who have been out of their own minds will come, will be brought back into their right minds, rightly seeing, rightly judging, and rightly aligning um, with God's will and purposes for their life and, and, yeah. and for the kingdom. And uh, I've gotten some uh, confirmation of that from, from some people who actually deal with people in inner healing and so on, how people are being brought back in. Wow. Now, I say all that to say, as dream interpreters, with dreams and dream interpreters, as God begins to bring more people back into their quote own right mind, because even people who think they're in their own mind or not, they're actually thinking with the mind of the one who was abused, the one who went through a bad divorce, the one who was picked on as a kid. So everything that they see, everything they think, they're filtering through that mind. So they think it's their mind, but it's not. It's the mind of the one that needs to be set free. Wow. So God uses dreams and, and he uses dream interpretation. And we, as dream interpreters, get to cooperate with Holy Spirit, because when we interpret, correctly interpret a dream, we're actually almost like the middleman between, not that the Lord needs a middleman, but many times he will use us as dream interpreters to properly interpret a dream to help set that person free, to help them come into their right mind. Yes. rightly seeing, rightly judging, and rightly aligning with God's will and purpose, not only for their life, but for the people around them. So, yeah, it's a pretty cool thing, like, just with what you were just saying before. Yeah. Wow. On this topic, can you tell us how long you've been interpreting dreams? When did you even start doing that? <laughs> what did that process look like for you? Did you just wake up one day and go, I need to figure this out? Sure. Well, I, it's been about 15, 20 minutes. And I'm just <laughs> Since we pushed record. You called me and said, hey, I need somebody on here quick. <laughs> Can you pretend like you're an expert? <laughs> yes, which is one thing I never, ever say that I am. Yes. The worst thing you can do is to say, well, I'm an expert at dream interpretation <sighs> uh, because, uh, well, I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. But anyway, um, yeah, the, 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 I guess I can't remember what year it was. It was over 20 years ago now. And um, I was at our church in Michigan. It's a pretty, you know, good-sized church, about 1,500 people and blah, blah. And I was kind of like, you know, I'll say 
I'll say I was one of the main prophetic guys. I'll just say it that way. And so this girl comes up to me. She's blonde. When I say girl, I mean young woman. But um, She comes up to me and I had never seen her before, never saw after that. And she says, Gary, can you interpret a dream for me? And I said, well, I've never done that before, but go ahead, tell me the dream and I'll see, you know, <laughs> we'll see what happens. She told me the dream and I thought about it first, you know, not long. And I said, this is what it means, right? This is what I think it means. And I told her and she looked at me and she goes, yeah, that's it. Wow. And she walked away. And again, I never saw her again. And as I'm walking out the door, the, the, the church of the auditorium to go out back outside, I said, gee, Lord, that was pretty cool. I really wish there was somebody here in this church who could really interpret dreams for people. And as soon as, as clear as you can hear my voice, he says, why not you? <laughs> right. So anyway, the next time you somebody gets that question as a little side note and you say, gee, I wish somebody maybe the next voice you're going to hear is that voice saying, why not you? Uh -huh. so, so anyway, <laughs> I go home and uh, I'm thinking, all right. So I, I type in dream interpretation on the computer. This is 20 years ago, and the, it was either the first or second website that comes up. I don't exactly remember, but what's the chances of a Christian dream site showing up one or two? Well, it turns out it was Streams Ministries, mm. uh, which obviously is John Paul Jackson, and um, he was there was going to be, uh, I checked it out and in like three weeks, I'll make this very quick, but in three weeks, there was going to be, uh, he was going to do what was called 201 and 202, which was the dream, their dream interpretation courses. Um, and, and, uh, but you had to take this thing called Hearing God 101 first. That wasn't going to be offered for a while. So anyway, I called up, I got in touch with Barbie Breathitt and I said, look, I really want to come to this. So we did the Hearing God 101 you know, correspondence wise, I got to go to the 201, 202. Uh, that's why I met uh, John Paul. Love John Paul. Miss him dearly every day. I got his picture right over here with him and his arm around me. Uh, a day we went out on his boat, which was kind of cool. Yeah. And I got to meet a bunch of really cool people. Well, after that seminar, then you could continue a conference, whatever, you could continue and go through their uh, dream uh, certification program. Wow. And long story short, basically what that was, was you went through four different levels and eventually after getting through the four levels, then you could go into what was called, uh, you could become a master certifier. And, uh, you know, you got a funny hat and everything, not just kidding, but a master <laughs> certifier. And um, in order to do that, you had to interpret 1000 dreams oh. with a 95% accuracy rate. And then after doing that, that was completing level four. Then you went through a 10-week period where you got one difficult dream a week. And the committee, the dream committee, um, would look at your interpretation. And if it was correct, you could go to the next week. And once you got all 10 of those dreams correctly, then you became master certified. The issue with that, though, was you could do literally nine weeks. And on your 10th week, miss it. And guess where you got to go? Start at number one again. Not one wow. of the thousand dreams, but one of those 10 dreams. Wow. So 
Yeah, so I was fortunate. I, you know, I, I was able to, to get through the first time because, which is a good thing. And God knows me. He's pretty. God's pretty sure that I might have said screw it. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to do it again. If I yeah. had to, do, yeah. So, um, yeah. So anyway, and then you become master certified, and you can certify. Well, it's kind of a cool thing. I mean, there was like okay. I think thirty five hundred that started the program, and we had, there's eighteen who became master certified. Um, and so, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty cool, uh, in, in the sense that it's an accomplishment, but I tell everybody that, you know, they say, well, master certified dream interpreter, that's really, and I said, look, becoming master certified in dream interpretation is like getting your first degree black belt in martial arts. Now, I, I only say this because of the analogy here. I have a fourth degree black belt in one style and instructor in another style. I can tell you, becoming a master certified uh, interpreter is kind of like getting your first degree black belt. Mm. You know just enough to get your rear end kicked. <laughs> you think you know something. You know nothing. You're just really beginning. You went through a process. It showed your perseverance and it showed you actually have a gift and a calling. Because if you have a gift and a calling, it's like a holy haunting that won't leave you alone. It's yeah. always there. So okay. even when you say, even after you to say, you know, I just don't want to do this anymore, you may be able to lay it down for two or three weeks or two or three months, but you never feel settled because there's this thing on the inside that says, no, you have to do this. You have, not because it's obsessive compulsive, but because this is something God's put in you. Yeah. And that's why out of, there's these 18 people, because in part, that's part of their gift. That's part of their calling. They can't stop. They can't lay it down. It's like, if you're a prophet, you can't help but speak the words of God yeah. into people's life. Yeah. I mean, it gives you more juice. I mean, nothing gives me more juice than, than speaking life into people, but seeing what God wants me to, to prophetically or through dream interpretation or ministering on these things. Yeah. So you know, again, life begets life. When you're moving in the thing that God has created your life for, you receive more life back than you could possibly give out. Oh, isn't that the truth? Oh, especially when it's the word of God, there's that, that added element of his words, our spirit and life. It's literally tangible substance of life when you're receiving the word of God in a dream or prophetically. So First of all, I'm so jealous that you went through this program. I wish this was still happening because I would put myself through it. No joke. I, 1,000 dreams and then the testing, that is hardcore and I love it. And I, I believe that this topic is deserving of that kind of diligence. So I love that. Did you notice that you just had a natural bent toward it? Was it just kind of an, an easy transition for you? Were you already a symbolic thinker? Yeah, I think I was always, um, yeah, I think I was always, I would look at stuff like, you know, I would look at a tree and see a rhinoceros or look up. I remember playing with my one pastor friend one day, we're in the, we're in the golf cart and, uh, you know, I'm being me. And he says, you know what I see when I look in the clouds? I said, no, he goes, absolutely nothing. <laughs> so, you know, I think, yeah, I've always been kind of a, of a metaphorical kind of thinker. Yep. And, um, you know, that's, an, that's an important aspect of dream interpretation. I mean, there are literal dreams, but you know, Oh. Mark, you've been doing this for a, a long enough time to know that, you know, symbols are just that. They're symbols. Now, yes, it can be literal, but there's a different weight. There's a different thing about a, a literal dream. 
uh, than, than a symbolic than a symbolic dream. Um, one thing, if it's okay, I, I would like to say this because we Please. just talked about the, um, you know, the, the master certifier and all that yes. stuff there. Um, you can be a person can be, and I, cause I say this for the people who are listening think, man, I, you know, I don't want to do that. I don't have the time, but there's this thing on the inside of it. You could be an outstanding dream interpreter without going through a long process. Right. Um, I'm, I'm really thankful how God used uh, John Paul and, and, and Jim Driscoll and others to take the seed that he implanted in my heart to produce a tree that actually bears good fruit, mm. right? Uh, so one of the things to being a good dream interpreter is you always have to be, just like being a good martial artist, you always have to be in a place of, of learning, a place of learning more how to flow. And, um, you know, just even in your own spiritual life, you have to always be in a place of learning, mm -hmm. learning how to flow with the Holy Spirit. So, you know, and in order to do that, you do need to have good resources. Mm. You, you need good resources. Matter of fact, one time in my office, um, this girl who worked for me, uh, she comes up to me, she says, Dr. Gary, she says, um, do you, uh, I got this dream dictionary. And I was wondering if you could take a, a a quick look and tell me what you think. I said, yeah, sure. So she brings it in and you got to understand, I'm not saying this is right. I'm just saying this is me. She hands me the dream book and I can feel it immediately. I'm sure oh. you've done this where you've picked up a book and you get, the, you get the bad juju as yeah, soon as you touch juju. it. Yeah. yeah. You just touch it and you know, this is bad. Well, I picked it, but you know, I, I glanced through it and I look at a couple symbols and she goes, what do you think? And I said, you really want to know what I think? And she goes, yeah, I said, this is what I think. And I smile and I toss it in the trash and I walk away because there's so much garbage out there. So um, always align yourself with godly people, with good, you know, with, with good teaching, with people teaching that is, is even in dream interpretation that's founded upon, upon, upon scripture and not psychological like uh, Jungian or, oh my God forbid, uh, what's his name, Freud, um, you know, so. Yeah, all those things are all those things are important, but the Holy Spirit is the one we always need to count on and trust in to give us uh, not only revelation but understanding of our dreams, of what symbols mean, of what elements mean, yeah. um, you know, and, and and things of that. And the more you learn, it, this is somewhere in the Bible. The Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance what you have heard. Um, it's somewhere in there. So the more you learn, the more you read, the more you absorb regarding your gift, the more Holy Spirit can bring to your remembrance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What would you, what have you seen? How have you seen things gone awry or how have you seen things get weird or how have you seen people not just in maybe relying on new agey things, but have you seen people who are earnest and going after this kind of get mixed up or get turned around? And why do you think that is? Um, yeah, I think there's always, and, and I mean, see, I've seen this obviously, but I, I have seen, I think there's always when you're a, when you recognize that there's more beyond flesh and blood, there's more to the realm of the spirit, there's more to your relationship with God than, than, you know, just reading the Bible, going to church, being teachable, you know, tithing and, and, or whatever. When you, when you see that, um, there is for some a tendency, if you're not especially if, if, if you're um, hungry 
mm. uh, for the things of the spirit, you can kind of get off track. Mm. And, um, you know, I see even now, I won't mention names, but I see some, some stuff out there uh, by certain teachers uh, that I just, I, it just gives me the heebie-jeebies because, you know, a lot of the charismatic group, the, the new mystics are um, just flocking to this stuff, mm. you know, in mm. the hopes that they're going to ascend higher or, or whatever. So I think probably, I don't know if this part, this is going to answer the question, um, but um, um, I think one of the important things is not to put the cart before the horse if mm. you're a revelatory person, prophetic person, dream interpreter, uh, not to put the cart before the horse. And by that, I mean this, we want the gift, right? We want to flow in prophecy or dreams or, or dream interpretation, uh, words of knowledge, visions, whatever, and all that's good. And that has been made as part of that, all things have been given that pertain to life and godliness. So all those things are available to us. But over the years, I, um, you know, I've, I actually have seen uh, people, myself included, okay, running to this conference and that conference and mm. this prophetic conference and that dream school and this school of the prophets and that school of the dream interpreters uh, seeking to ascend higher to learn, here's the key, to learn techniques mm. and methods. That becomes Gnosticism. When you start to look for techniques, when you start to look for uh, methods, when you start looking for, this just came to me, Christian abacadabras. Wow. You know? And so while all these things are good, schools of the prophets and dream courses, they're all great because those helped us to develop our gifts and develop our callings. Uh, we need to be very cautious not to put those things, which are the cart, ahead of the horse, the horse being Christ, because he's the one wow. who must lead us. He's the one who must guide us. He's the one with the power and authority over our lives. So when the gifts, when the, the, the desire to move in these things becomes greater uh, than, than God, than Christ, we put the cart before the horse, and then we're heading in the wrong, uh, wrong direction. Wow. And I'll, say, I'll even say this. Um, as much as I loved John Paul, I mean, I loved the guy dearly. And as much as right now I go to Morningstar Church and I see Chris Reed, who has, I can't even begin to tell you how phenomenal his word of knowledge gift is. Wow. Um, I look at them, but I never look at them and say, man, I never point and say, I want to be that guy. Yeah. There's a lot of Christians who are pointing at their favorite guy or girl saying, man, I want to be like him or her when they're pointing and their vision should be, I want to be like him. Come on. Jesus. Yes. If we can do that and we, and, and, and so on, if we, you know, spend time with God and, and we do read and we do meditate on his word, but more importantly, not just on his written word, but on the word who is Christ, um, Mm. will become more and more filled with the spirit and there'll be less and less chance of being led astray because the spirit within us will go, eh, just like picking up that book, yes. right? <laughs> you just, you know, and as long as you learn to obey the, <laughs> you'll be okay. So, um, you That's know, beautiful. Um, yeah. And, 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 and I think, and another thing is to not to be, so you don't get led astray. 
um, is always to remain, to be humble. Um, I think that's really important because you, we need to recognize who we are and who God is and that he is who he is and we are who we are. Too many Christians, I think, not too many, but I think there's some Christians who don't want it, who are not really operating in humility. Mm. They want to, even though it's not conscious or they wouldn't say this, they want to rise up and ascend into higher places that, hey, sweetheart, maybe this is not what you're called to do. You need to spend some time down here in the yeah. dirt for a while yeah. with the Lord in order to receive um, the anointing and, and, and the gifts and the callings that he really has for you. If yeah. that, if that yeah. makes, you know, if that makes, if that makes sense, um, you know, and uh, yeah, we need to allow the things of the spirit to become wine in us and not just water. Mm. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of prophetic people, we get this, you know, word while we're sitting alone and right away we have to Facebook it. Um, this is what the Lord spoke to me. Well, it has no, it has very, very little weight because it's just water. It needs to sit in those jars for a while and become wine. So in the right timing, when it's released, it actually carries uh, the spirit of God. There's actually something in it that has wow. weight on it. It could be life changing rather than just spewing out the water. Because if you just spew out the water, guess what? You're going to get really thirsty again. And the next day you look for another word, you haven't even allowed the one from yesterday to become wine, not only in your own life. How can you explain? to become wine in somebody else's. Wow. That is a word. The God's pace and the way God does things is so backwards to the way that we think things should go so often. And even just me living around a very prophetic culture and environment, you know, I see people come in and getting prophetic words about these great callings and things they're going to do. And I mean, myself included, I've had these through the decades being like, okay, yes. But then as soon as it turns into, okay, now I'm, I'm going to, in my own strength, try and make this happen or go towards this, or this means that overnight I'm this person without actually going through the valley and the fire that God brings us through in that process to become in our character, what will actually sustain and carry and hold the wisdom or the platform or whatever it is in the space that he that he wants to bring us into and the image of the wine i love that so much it's actually really validating to me in a lot of ways because i've had just such long waiting hidden seasons i mean it's my life has pretty much been a, a long waiting hidden season but it, but it is how he rolls when he's allowing something to age not just because there's also a timing on revelation. I think this is one of the, the things that has been the most eye-opening to me is, is the impact of a word in season. And I know Proverbs mm -hmm. even talks about that. Releasing a word at one point and having it land or not land or almost, almost becomes pearls before swine in a way mm -hmm. than when you release it in season and it has the impact and it feeds and it enriches and it moves because the timing is God's timing and learning to trust him in that. And I would even say with dreams, this is a huge one. I dream all the time dreams that I don't have interpretation for in the moment. I, I go through and I sit with it. And if I'm trying to push it, I can feel that feeling where I'm like, okay, I'm kind of trying 
to interpret here and it's just not flowing. I'm just not feeling mm -hmm. the spirit on it. It's not as mm -hmm. easy as it should be. I shelf that thing because there's mm -hmm. absolutely timing on dream revelation too. And I would say, even this is coming to me now after that last question, I have seen some misinterpretations and experienced them myself when I have prematurely interpreted something. Correct. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean, yeah, go ahead. No, that's ahead. it. Yeah, please. Would you like to add anything to that? No, uh, just that, um, you know, one of the traps that dream interpreters can fall into, just like prophetic people, um, I remember back in Michigan, you know, and people would want me to pray for them. And I'm not saying I'm this, that, or the other thing, but I knew when, when they would come to me, they just didn't want me to, you know, pray for them. They wanted a word. Yep. And so if you're not careful, you get to that place in your life where you gotta have a word, gotta have a word. <laughs> right. And so if you're not careful with dream interpretation, you can get, gotta have an interpretation, gotta have an interpretation. Well, two things. One, not every dream, I think we talked about this before, not every dream needs to be interpreted in that moment in time. Yes. Sometimes God gives a dream to a person simply to plant a seed within them that causes them to begin to have this, again, I'll call it a holy haunting, where they begin to search out what does this dream mean, even if they don't understand it, even if they, there's something about that dream that causes them to begin to look and ask questions mm. that opens up the, um, the realm, not, to, not the realm of the spirit, but opens up the possibility that even that God exists, that he's speaking, that he knows who they are. Mm. And if we come along and go, oh, well, this dream, this dream means this. Okay, thanks. And they walk away. Because we've spoken it, yes, it might have been the right interpretation, but a right interpretation at the wrong time is a wrong, wrong interpretation. interpretation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so, yeah, so that's, um, you know, that's, I think that's part of it. Um, um, yeah. And then two, um, we should never, I, I thought about this a few weeks ago when I was doing a little thing on a Monday night, that we should never allow um soulish pressures mm. to move us mm. out of the spirit in order to interpret a dream for someone because we feel that because we're interpreters we're supposed to be able to interpret every dream wow. number one that just isn't it i've interpreted thousands and thousands of dreams and there's some dreams i look at and i go i have no idea what this dream means none mm. zero and so rather than like you were saying, rather than, okay, I got it, I got to get it, I got to get it. No, okay, I'm just going to put this aside. There could be yep. any number of reasons that you're not getting it. And, you know, with that said, there's even seasons when dreamers stop dreaming. There's even seasons when dream interpreters could look at the simplest dream. I mean, the simplest dream on the planet wow. and not be able to interpret it. And there's reasons for that. One of those reasons is sometimes God, while he doesn't take the gift away, he veils the gift. Wow. Because he wants you to begin to, you know, there's a reason for it. And he, as the gift is veiled, rather than going, oh, my God, I can't interpret dreams. Why is this happening? And getting all down on yourself and, you know, beating yourself with a cat of nine tails and, and lighting a bunch of candles. Maybe just asking yourself, okay, and asking the Lord, okay, Lord, why is this happening? Why can't I get revelation right now? And it may be simple as, well, you've placed too much emphasis on your gift, and that's where your identity is now. 
Your identity is in your gift. Your identity is in the fact that you give prophetic words to you. And, and, but no, your identity is not in those things. Your identity is in me, and I want you to see that. And, and so that, and, and when you can embrace that, then God slowly removes the veil again mm. uh, because you've learned something. You, mm. and, and you've learned that, you know what? This is all great and good, but at the end of the day, my salvation and my relationship with God does not yes. depend upon whether I interpret a dream correctly or not. Yes. It's all based on my relationship with Jesus. Oh, it's such weighty truth as spoken from a father, someone who's been in relationship with God a long time, but it's just that the beautiful reminder that we're not, <laughs> I, I'm paraphrasing, and this isn't exactly what you said, but you know, we're not the boss of this gift and we've been entrusted with it, but more than anything, it is all about intimacy and relationship with God. And I spoke to this, I speak to this often, but specifically in episode seven, just the contrast of going after information and going after intimacy yes. and how it's about intimacy. And once we start going after information for information's sake, it's like, well, why are, are we trying to protect ourselves by knowing this information? Are we trying to uphold a false self or some sort of facade that we're trying to, you know, show that we are to people? Or are we feeling like we're less than without this information? Like it, it shouldn't be about the information. It should be about the intimacy. He loves to reveal things to us. I mean, one of the Holy Spirit's names is the spirit of revelation. He loves to reveal but he also knows the timing. And when you had that illustration of, you know, maybe God is veiling the gift for a period of time because it's become your identity. That right there is a move of a really good dad, a really kind father to just go, I'm not going to let this get in the way of our relationship. Just realize God loves you so much that he gave you this gift to dream. Dreaming is a gift. Wow. Yes. It's a, a gift. So trust that God has given you this gift. And, and he who's, uh, who values little will be given more. So if you begin to just write down, you know, your dreams, um, and then in the morning, pray about it. Even if you get no revelation, just the act of your brain and your hand writing down what God has spoken to you, what's going to end up happening after doing that and saying, Holy Spirit, teach me what this dream means. Suddenly, you're going to be sitting there watching some, you know, TV show or maybe walking down the street and bam, it's going to hit you. That's the meaning of that dream. So true. So true. Yeah. Because it's just, it's just going to come to you. And another thing I want to say, uh, I think is important for you, the, your listeners, especially is um, not to get sidetracked or to feel like um, any, to feel less than, mm. less than Margot for instance, because she gives these phenomenal dream interpretations. Remember this, when you're interpreting dreams, now with yourself, it's one thing, but if you start interpreting dreams for others, right. you're not going to have an hour like Margot to sit down and go over some every nook and cranny of a dream. And your job as a dream interpreter really isn't to do that. Your job as a dream interpreter is just like giving a prophetic word. You speak what God wants you to speak, and then it's up to the dreamer to see how it applies in your life and to pray through it. Yep. So you give the interpretation as God gives it to you, and then you leave it alone. If you add, if you try to add to and more to it, that's one of the tenets of, uh, of you know, you want to keep it simple. You don't want to add anything to the dream that's not in the dream. Mm. I love that. And because you just mentioned that number four, which was keep it simple. When you and I spoke a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned this and I wrote these down. Would you just go through these four with us? 
Sure. Uh, the, the first one is, um, you know, why did God give the dream? Who or what uh, is the dream about? Is it about me? Uh, is it about somebody else? Um, you know, who or, what is the, who or what is the dream about? And um, that's, you know, th that's important because you need to know who, who the focus is, what the yep. focus is of the dream. Why do you yep. have, why did God give you the dream? And here's where, you know, even having an idea, I won't go into detail on this, but it's, it's helpful to know what kind of dream it is. Is it a healing dream? Is it a calling dream, a, a, a deliverance dream? You know, because then um, it can help you um, not only to know who or what the dream is about, but why did God give you the dream, okay? And the second part of that is, okay, you know who the dream is about, you know it's about healing, you know it's about deliverance, you know it's a, you know about praying, you know, you know it's about Donald Trump. I just used, his name came to me. Everybody <laughs> relax. Hey, everybody relax. I've had so many dreams about Donald. I've had so many dreams and in those dreams, he calls me Gary and I call him Donald that I refer to him as Donald. And then why, why did God give the dream? And then the second part is what response is God looking for from the dreamer? In other words, not just, you know, he gave you the dream, but now what response, what is it that you can do to walk in the fulfillment of the, of the interpretation? For instance, let's say it is a healing dream and he's revealing something from your childhood, right? Uh, that happened. And this thing is just gripped you. Well, as you pray about it, maybe the Lord is helping you to realize that, you know what, if you really want to get over this, you're going to have to forgive the person who did this to you. So, you know, what response is he looking? He's looking for you to forgive this yeah. person who perpetrated this injustice toward you. And then God can bring his justice into your situation. Third part is um, keep it simple. This goes back to, um, you know, some, I'm, I'm a dream admin on, on a um, website, dream website on Facebook. Anyway, I've seen people, you know, the dream would be three sentences long and the interpretation is like a book and a half. It's like, sweetheart, no, you don't need to do that. And all you're doing is, and most of the time, the dream, it doesn't even get a response by the dreamer because they totally lost the concept. So you keep it simple. Mm. You know, God is mm. saying this, you know, uh, he, the interpretation is saying, go west, young man. That's it. What's the interpretation? Go west, young man. All right. Then what's the response God is looking for? Well, he's looking for you to seek him in how to get out west or whatever, you know. And then the fourth thing is, if possible, and this is where I was talking about, you know, God so loves you. If you can, through the interpret, and you always can really, find a way to um, glorify God in the mm. interpretation, to reveal more of his character, his mm. nature, his attributes to, to the dreamer, regardless whether it's a deliverance. It could be a nightmare that didn't come from God. You know, you could even, you know, this dream is not from God, but he wants you to know, you give the answer, but he wants you to know he's there with you and there's nothing, fret not, little ones, be not afraid. Yeah. You know, that kind of a thing, that kind of a deal. Thank you. Thank you for going through those. I love the, what kind of response is God looking for? Often on the podcast, I've used the language, like what's the application? Like, how are you applying this to your life? But I really like the language of what response is he looking for? Would you say that you have seen in your own dream life, the way you dream shift 
the kinds of dreams you have shift or grow? Do you have anything to speak to different people having different kinds of dreams based on calling? What do you think about what I just said? Yeah, no, that's, that's good. Um, yeah, I think probably, um, again, 90, 95% of the dreams we have is about us. It's about mm -hmm. our life, what we're going through, what God wants to, to speak to us. And about 5%, maybe, um, they're about other people. They would be like intercession dreams where you, God shows you something so that you can pray and intercede about a person, a situation, whether it's a world event, what, whatever. It, 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 doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. My dreams have changed sometimes. I mean, I've gone through seasons where I have a lot of dreams that are um, kind of world dreams. I'll call it, I'll call it that. You know, I've had dreams of uh, presidential elections, and I knew in the dream who was going to be elected and who wasn't going to be and why they wow. were going to be. You know, I, I, I've had dreams of, um, I don't want to make this about myself, but I, I've had dreams about, um, you know, like a tsunami coming, and you don't even realize the dream was actually prophetic in nature until the tsunami comes, you right. know, weeks later. Uh, or something of, of that nature. Yes. So yeah, everybody, I think people dream different. I, I really think probably if somebody's really creative and artistic and they love color in their life and their whole life is filled with a paint palette, well, guess what? They're probably going to be dreaming more like that. Yeah. Um, I think if somebody is a musician um, and they're really tuned to the vibrations of the C string and E string and E chord and everything else, uh, that they're probably going to have more, pr probably pretty auditory type dreams, even more so than visual. You know, I think, um, you know, if somebody's called as a, as a healer, um, you're going to, you're going to have that kind of a dream. I think sometimes God will deal even with your regrets in your dream Oh, yeah. uh, in your dreams because they'll keep taking you back to, to a place where maybe you felt like you know what I should have never left that place I should have never done this never done that so you keep going back there you keep going back there you keep going back there in your dreams and you go back there because God wants you to see that's where you're living you're living mm. back there mm. and in order to move forward you need to get out of there and mm. start living more in the present mm. so yeah, I don't know if that answers the question. Or that everybody does dream different. I think it is based on their, on their, um, you know, just the way they're wired. Yes. You know, I yes. think if you're a prophetic person, uh, you're going to dream in a different way than somebody who's gifted as a servant, someone who's gifted as an exhorter, someone who's, you know, I'm pretty sure Moses' dreams are probably different than Joseph's dreams, which they were. But, you know, Moses was a big exhorter prophet guy, and Joseph, this husband of Mary, was a... Uh, um, um, you know, a servant and so on and so forth. And, oh. um, have you, have you noticed your dreams change the kinds of dreams you have seasonally, or has it been pretty consistent? Yeah, it's pretty consistent. Lately, my dreams suck. So, um, <laughs> I, I hate those moments. Why do yeah, my dreams suck? You know, and, um, yeah, <laughs> but, um, every, you know, but God, God is good. So, you know, he'll throw a really good one in there, even if it's a short one, um, you know, because I because of some this physical stuff and things I'm going through right now, mm. um, you know, there's a lot of turmoil. And so you go to bed at night and there's turmoil. Yeah. And, and, you know, what's going on in your life is going to show up in your dreams one way or the other. 
Yeah. Last last question on this, and then I'm going to let you share whatever you'd like to as we close. You mentioned having these pretty epic world type dreams, even natural disaster dreams that you didn't know were literal until however many days later that thing actually happened. Yeah. Would you say that um, the purpose of you having those dreams in that moment and then having those things come to pass, was it an affirmation to you of God just saying, see, you do hear me. So now start paying more attention. What was your experience with those dreams once they came to pass? Were you like, wow? Yeah, no, that's good. I think, uh, um, well, let's go back to the presidential dreams just real quickly. I had sure. dreams about Obama and I knew he was good because he showed up in the dream. I won't go through the whole thing, but I actually picked him up uh, in the dream. He had his sleeves rolled up. This is before the election. So him having his sleeves rolled up and looking in my window, I knew that meant he was ready to go to work. And so I picked him up and I set him between myself and, and somebody whose face I couldn't see. So I knew it was the angel and I put him in the middle. So I knew number one, he was gonna be elected, but then I realized that um, one of the things I needed to do, even though maybe politically I wasn't a fan, I needed to pray for him. Yeah. I needed to pray for him. And I also felt that in that moment, I might have also been representative, not just of Gary, me, but um, Gary is part of the body of Christ and that the church would also need to continue to pray for him. Yeah. Same thing with um, uh, Mitt Romney. I had a dream with him and the dream mm. I absolutely knew this guy was not electable. Uh, for different reasons, and he didn't get elected. And I realized that, again, in that dream, there's really, for me, nothing to pray for, but God was just affirming that when you get these dreams, pay attention, you know? Yeah. I wish we had another hour or two, because I would love you to just tell your stories, because they are powerful and, and imparting so much, I mean, to those listening, but also to me. And I just... um I mentioned before, maybe having you pray a father's blessing over us, over me and the podcast, but over all the listeners and all the interpreters, because you have relational connection with God and you've cultivated a lifetime of, of intimacy with him, but also wisdom in this realm. And I can feel your covering, even as you just entered into the zoom call, I could feel the atmosphere change because of your, your authority in this realm, but also your, your fatherhood in the spirit and that covering. And, and I felt emotional even. It felt really just like it's rare to be able to come under a father and feel like you're receiving wisdom and mentorship in a way. At least that's, that's rare for me. And so it's just such a, a, a gift to have your time and to have your wisdom and to have your insight and to have your encouragement and your care for what's even happening on this podcast. And I believe that there are many who are listening to this, who are finding themselves in situations where they're maybe outside of a prophetic community or outside the kind of mentorship or relational structures that they'd like to be in as they're growing in this gift. So it would just be a huge blessing to us if you would release a prayer of blessing, covering anything that comes to your mind. I'll start with um, just this. Father, we thank you and we praise you for who you are, who you've created us to be. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Mm. Thank you for Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you love us so much. And Lord, 
I pray now for everyone listening that the Lord would bless you, that the Lord would keep you, that the Lord would make his face to shine upon you and that he'd be gracious to you. I pray the Lord turn his face toward you. And in this time of trials and tribulations, craziness in the world, that you would give us your peace. And I want to pray this. I think this is important just because of what I know is coming. And as a, as a father, as I would say to my own children, with the craziness going on in the world and, 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 and everything, I just want to pray, fear not, little flock. Hmm. Don't be afraid. Instead, seek ye first the kingdom of God above all things and his righteousness and all the things that you desire, all the things you have need of, natural and spiritual. These things, little flock, will be added to you, for it is your father's, your heavenly father's good pleasure to give you his kingdom. He loves you so much. He wants to give you everything that he holds in his hand. So set your minds on things above, on kingdom things. Don't set your minds on earthly things. For where your treasure is, what you most value, what you find your purpose in, whether it's above or below, that's where your heart's going to be. But when your mind and your heart are set on things above, Whatever you ask of the Father, says Jesus, whatever you ask of the Father that is already present, already existing, and already inherent in my name, he will give it to you. So ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. And now I pray that the life, the light, the love and the transforming, healing, and creative power of God would flow into every cell, tissue, organ, and system of your being, every part of your spirit, and every part of your soul, and would be released into the world about you. I pray that he would be seen in your gaze, in your touch. He would be heard in your words and in your voice, and he would be seen and recognized even in your presence. May you, as a child of God, Speak living words of loving fire wherever you go. Mm. Let not the words of this world taint your tongue. Let not the opinions of this world taint your tongue. Speak not your own opinions, but speak forth the words that I give you to speak in due season. And don't worry about recognition. You ask, why am I not recognized? And I say, what would you rather have, revelation or recognition? Take revelation. It is far better. So I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May you grow strong in him. And I speak to anyone who's listening now who has any sort of health problem, either within your own body or someone close to you. I know there's somebody who has a health issue going on uh, in in your family. Uh, We pray right now that every cell, tissue, organ, and system of their body would come under the authority of the name of Jesus and function as that part was intended to function, that life and light penetrate every cell and every tissue, organ, and system in Jesus' name. And I also lastly pray for 
increase dreams, mm. increase dreams, increase dreams, increase God dreams, increase of more spirit dreams and less soul dreams, increase in dreams of destiny, dreams of calling, dreams that bring hope, dreams that bring healing, dreams that bring deliverance, dreams that set you on the course for God's plan and purpose for your life. And I bless you with having the wisdom and the understanding to be able to understand and interpret the dreams that God gives you. I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> well, I know I received an impartation in that moment. And whether or not you were actually sitting down with your palms open, ready to receive, <laughs> or you were driving in your car, or you were on a walk, you just received a blessing and an impartation as well. And I just challenge you to take that to the bank because when something is released from the Lord, God means it and he makes good on what he says. And so many of you are going to be having an increased volume of dreams. You're going to be having more God dreams, more destiny dreams, and I cannot wait to hear about it. And man, there were so many things in that episode that I thought, I got to write that down. I loved so much about the, the revelation not being water but wine. Oh man, I'm going to come back to some of this. But really what stood out to me today that I really felt was being highlighted was what Gary said about dreams having eternal consequence. And this leads really well into our next season because as you know, as I did in the last episode, I really challenged you, especially those of you who have been journeying with us a while, really challenging you to, to jump all in with this and for those of you who felt a little on the fence of, I don't really know if I want to, I don't really know if I can trust this, I don't really know if I can trust God or want to talk to him again or even take this seriously, I really believe that it is time to choose a side. And God is so persistent and he is so kind. And just what we were talking about, dreams having eternal consequence, this is something that is that is real. This is not something to be afraid of, but if you're dreaming and God is releasing revelation to you, but you're not paying attention to actually gleaning what he's saying and receiving it into your life, like this is, this is still something we will be accountable for. And not just accountable for, but these are, these are messages and communications from him that could be really changing the trajectory of our lives. This isn't just like, oh, fun, let's, let's, unpack this fun little visual puzzle from my dream. I mean, it is fun. I love it. And God is so kind, like I said, and lighthearted about it. But he's also, he's also speaking to some of you. He's also like warning some of you. And he's also correcting some of you. And he's also speaking destiny to some of you that you don't know yet. And so I understand that this can be overwhelming and you are not in it alone. I am absolutely a resource for you, and there are other resources too, but this is why I am doing this. I don't just love hearing myself talk <laughs> and just love dreams. I feel called to actually teach and equip on this because God takes this very seriously, and we all need someone to walk with us as we're learning to interpret, and then as we get interpretation to help discern and decide what to do to actually walk out the fulfillment of what God is saying. This is what I do. This is my vocation. I am a coach. I do interpretation. I am here as a resource for you. So please don't hesitate to email me with questions or book an appointment with me. I'll put all that stuff in the show notes. But just know that, that this is a decision time and let the Holy Spirit just tug your heart 
and know that you have people for you and walking with you in this and it will really change your life when you jump all the way in. I'm so proud of you guys. I'm so proud of you for still being here. I can't wait for next week. We are going to jump in and we're going to go first and foremost, fast and furious after prophetic promises in our dreams. So I wish you restful, restful sleeping and happy, happy dreaming. Thank you.